Hello and welcome back to Noah's Window. And one more time, I want to thank all of you who've been praying for me and sending me kind and encouraging messages. I so appreciate all of your love and all of your prayers. And God certainly is hearing your prayers because I'm continuing to improve, improve each and every day. So I wanted to share a few short thoughts with you this morning. Sitting is probably my least um, favorite thing to do at this stage of my recovery, so I don't want to tarry too long, but I want to share a few thoughts with you this morning. And this um, is, relates back to what I've just experienced and uh, hopefully would like to show a parallel here that maybe we can all identify with. So if you've had a, a spine problem, you probably will understand what I'm going to tell you about today. And if not, um, take my word for it. But um, anything that has to do with the nervous system and the spine and the brain, and that's all a very complicated system that works together. But the nerves send messages um, to the brain. And if, if something happens to one of those nerves, it starts sending messages that aren't reliable messages, and it can create some really unusual situations. So in, in my particular situation, the nerve that was being damaged was sending messages to my brain saying that my left leg was in great danger and problems, and it caused a tremendous amount of pain, and the pain was very real. Um, it uh, left me unable to walk, and uh, it was it was quite painful, but the pain was all centered in my left leg. The reality is there was nothing wrong with my left leg. The real pain was in my spine, which wasn't hurting at all. So it created some very confusing signals that were going on inside of my body and uh, creating some really strange situations for me. So, um, just a couple of thoughts I want to share with us today as I'm reflecting back on my situation and I see some parallels. So first of all, I suffered some pain and it was very real, but the source of that pain was not at all what it seemed to be because it seemed to be in my leg. In reality, it was in my back. So the truth of the matter is all of us suffer pain uh, as a result of sin. And that is such an important truth to grasp for anyone who's living and breathing on this earth. And that is the source of your pain is always sin. Your sin, someone else's sin, grandma and grandpa, Adam and Eve, maybe it's their sin. But somehow all the pain you suffer in this life is tied directly back to sin. And it's so important to identify the source of our pain. Now, the, the results of my pain were very real. I literally could not stand or walk or move around, even though it was a very confusing message and um, there really wasn't, it wasn't what it seemed to be, but the, the pain was very real and it created consequences. So, you know, sin, Satan sells sin to us as pleasure, doesn't he? And uh, in fact, in this culture, um, Satan's selling sin to us as a right. And in fact, um, almost it's to, to the place where it's a demand. Um, everyone should, not just everyone should look the other way, or it's really become uh, almost an ultimatum from the evil one to uh, force participation and therefore suffer the consequences that come from that as well. Um, we are told that sin itself does cause pain and even death. I remember even all the way back to the beginning, Satan said, ah, oh, it's not, it's not what he, God says. It's, it's, it's all good. Just go ahead. But the truth is that's not the case. The Bible tells us in several places, but let's just go to Romans chapter six and verse 23, where the Bible says for the wages or the payment or what you earn as a result of the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God, that is his remarkable, overwhelming gift of grace to believers is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So there is a consequence for sin, and that 
consequence at, at, its, at its end would be death. So we need to be aware of that reality. <clears throat> now, in my case, I needed a test that would show more than what my feelings were telling me. And that's when I had an MRI, which very clearly showed what the neurosurgeon already knew, and that is the source of my pain was actually in my back, which, of course, as I mentioned earlier, didn't hurt at all at that point. But that is where the source of my problem was. So now I had a clear um, uh, understanding of where the source of my problem was, but I couldn't cure it. I couldn't, I couldn't uh, fix my back. I couldn't operate on myself. I needed someone who was capable of doing that. Now, when we understand that our sin causes our pain, we find ourselves in a similar situation because we can't cure it ourselves. We can try. We can try all we want, but there's no way to remedy our sin in our flesh on our own. We need uh, someone who can remedy it for us, and that is what Jesus did. You know, we might have talked about this earlier, but back in the book of John, John the Baptist looks up and, and points out Jesus, and he says, um, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And that actually means Jesus is able to gather up that sin, pick it up, and carry it and take it away. We can't do that for ourselves, but Jesus can do that for us. So um, <clears throat> there are different ways that we can respond when we are aware of our sin. Now, how do we become aware of our sin? Our culture really is kind of painting with a broad brush. It's basically anything is okay unless unless you have anything to do with God. Now that they would call a sin. But let's let's get real and, and talk about the true judge of uh, the earth and of all humanity is not Satan. It's God. So what does God say about how can we know what is sin? What is the test that's going to reveal what sin is? Now, we know from Romans and other places that God, that's the reason God sent us the law. The law is like a mirror so we can look in it and say, oh, this is what's wrong with me. And so uh, the Bible says in Romans chapter 3 and verse 20, and we're going to jump in the second part of the verse. For through the law, we become conscious of sin and the recognition of sin directs us toward repentance, but provides no remedy for sin. So the law makes us aware of our sin, but it can't cure our sin. That's where religion comes up short, because religion generally says, yes, you have sin, and here's the list, and, the, and this is what you can see. But if you will do this, this, and this, and this, then you can offset it by um, your actions, your works. But we know no matter how many good works we do, we'll always come short, because the Bible tells us all of us have come short of the glory of God. So we all stand guilty. Uh, and, and working for our salvation will not get us there. But now once we see that sin, we can we can respond in different ways. We can just deny it. Um, that's what our culture likes to do, just deny it. Uh, times have changed. You need to rewrite the Bible, what what um, the fundamentalists called sin, that, you know, everything's been um, changed around, and we can just deny it. Like just because you say, and, and never mind, and, and they'll dismiss deny and dismiss, or we can just rename it. Let's just call it something different. You're calling it sin. It's not, that's not what it is. It's just, it was a mistake or it, it's my choice because it's me and, and it's about my life. So don't, let's don't call it sin. But the response that God is looking for is repentance and faith in the cure. And the cure is Jesus Christ who gave his life for us so that we could be forgiven of our sins. Now, um, for me, there was only one remedy for my pain, and it was surgery, and that's a painful process, but it pays off. Um, 
But if I just denied the problem, I would still be limping around and uh, I wouldn't have the cure. So I'm so thankful that I was able to get a remedy for my problem. But way more important is those of us who have been made aware of the fact that we're sinners, and that would be all of us. The Bible says everyone has sinned. We do have a remedy. We do have a cure for this sin that would eventually lead us to death without a cure. It's a terminal illness without a cure. And Jesus has provided that. So um, let, let's jump in again in Colossians chapter 1. And speaking of Jesus, Paul says, For he, Jesus, has rec- rescued us and drawn us to himself from the dominion of darkness and has transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption because of his sacrifice, resulting in forgiveness of our sins and the cancellation of sin's penalty. There it is, my friends. That is the remedy for our sin that has caused all the pain in our life, past, present, and future. But we have a remedy, and that's what Jesus did for us. And I hope that that would be true in your life, uh, even today, that you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Now, we'll, we'll talk going forward. We're going to talk about how to deal with sin once we become a Christian, once we have that forgiveness, once we have been made right in God's sight. There's still a battle to be fought going forward. We'll talk about that in the coming days. But today, let's just understand the fact that our our core problem is sin. It has caused all the pain in our life and the life of those that we love and that love us. And we do have a remedy and we can't provide it. It requires the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And I hope if you haven't already that even today you will call on the Lord to receive that free gift of God's forgiveness that Jesus provided when he died on the cross. Let's have a word of prayer this morning. Father, thank you so much for sending Jesus and for his willingness to give himself as a sacrifice so that all this pain that we've endured in this life could be remedied because of what Jesus did. And so we can look forward to a future that's completely free of sin and all the pain that comes with it. Thank you so much, Father, for loving us that much. And we just pray that anyone who's watching or listening today who's not yet reached out to receive that free gift, that this would be the day that they would just say, Oh, Father, I realize I'm a sinner and I can't cure myself. And I want to become your child. I I want to receive that forgiveness that Jesus provided when he died for me to give me forgiveness for my sins. And I want to call on you even today and ask you to forgive me and make me your child. And Father, I just pray that anyone who is reaching out to you, even right now, that you would give them confidence and understanding that that forgiveness is provided because of their faith and because of what Jesus did. And we just pray that you would guide and help each one, help us at New Spring, that we could be a resource to encourage those who are starting out on their faith journey. Help us to help them in your name. And we ask all these things and give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, we would love to hear from you. If you pray today to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, we would love to send you some materials that we think would be a blessing, a Bible and a a book with some questions and answers and some thoughts to consider, some other resources. If you would text PRAYED to 97000, we will get with you and get those resources to you. Um, And then if you want to just share some feedback with us or a prayer request, you can text TALK to us to 97000, and we would love to hear from you. So once again, thank you for joining us here on Noah's Window, and we'll look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.